to the Biz Breakdown, the podcast for the next generation of hustlers. Once again, you are joined by beautiful, all natural woman um, and functions coordinator Larissa Mitchell. Hello. <laughs> and myself, I'm copywriter, social media marketer, makeup extraordinaire, and up and coming adult Zoe Stevens. That is you to a T. You should see, like, the makeup looks I rock for work for, like, no reason. No reason. I've been in your shop, though, and everyone everyone rocks makeup looks. And I'm like, how? How yeah. did you do that? Uh, so this episode is a bit different to what you've gotten used to. It's a lot less info and a lot more discussion. Yay. Um, <laughs> in comparison to last week's episode, which was all about tax. So this week, as your side hustle handbook, we wanted to use this particular episode to discuss all things HSC, university, and our experiences. So it's been a bit of a passion project of ours, so we're excited to actually get into it. It seems like goodish timing now that... I think it's perfect timing. Well, the HSE finished when this episode goes live. It will have been about... A week or two. A week or two. It would have finished about a week or two ago. And yeah, and it'll be all of the kids, I remember this moment sitting at home being like oh fuck that text is coming through on like the first week of December and it's gonna tell me if I got into uni or not or if I'm gonna have to rethink all my life choices so (laughs) I'd like to dedicate this episode to all of those kids out there the HSC I do actually want to mention at the beginning of this episode too otherwise I'm gonna forget that I feel so sorry for all the people that had to do their HSC in this year oh my god I can only imagine how fucking shit it was like and i've read articles about it and like there was one fucking sydney morning herald like Mm -hmm. self-aggrandizing article talking about like um you know like that you should feel like you know powerful because you've gotten through such a hard time but also i think that you're allowed to feel just a bit shit and just a bit deflated at the fact that your hsc your final year of school was kind of ruined oh yeah well, even my, like, as I've said in a few episodes, my sister has done her HSC this year and I have got to kind of see a little bit firsthand of what it looked like. Obviously, I don't know how it felt because I didn't do my HSC this year, but yeah. even just like watching her like get up and she's had to sit in our, at our kitchen or like our dining room and, and have to Zoom log in meetings and stuff and like just listening to those Zoom classes. It is not a real class. I know that like the teachers and the kids all did their absolute best. Oh, like everyone's trying really hard, but the fact is it was a really shit situation. I'm sorry that all of you had to experience that. You lost basically mm-hmm. your fun year 12. I don't even know if you get to do your muck up days or anything like that because of all the restrictions. Yeah. I'm sorry and this is an episode dedicated to all of you I'm really glad that they're able to have their formal now as far as I'm aware my sister is having I don't imagine the people in Melbourne are though no kids in Melbourne no so I know that some are getting their formals but others aren't so as I said it's all so different the circumstances are all so different for everyone and it's just been shit (laughs) yeah I'm sorry yes so this one our heart goes out to you this episode goes out to you so, if you've listened to us since the beginning, you'll know that we've all, like Zoe and I, have come from different educational backgrounds, so we're going to be discussing that a little bit in this episode. Yes, plus we're going to answer some listener concerns regarding what they want to do after school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about that because there are so many young people out there who are confused about where they're going and what they should be doing. Yes, but to keep things normal. Yes. Please. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> Tell me you're good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> okay, I would love to share mine. Please. Okay. Um, so, my good is that I'm on track to finish all of my Christmas shopping in November. Mm-hmm. Christmas and birthday shopping. I mentioned this a few episodes back that I have 10 family members, all birthdays around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, that stuff is all on track to finish in November, and I'm on track to having the December of Zoe. Mm-hmm. Christmas for me. You love a good month to yourself. I do. And I, I think I deserve it. <laughs> I've been I think you month. deserve it as well. Um, my bad for this week is that I cleared out a lot of stuff from my second bedroom mm-hmm. to make room for some other things. And now I just have trash sitting around my house. Because it's meant to, like, it's all stuff that's going to be, like, donated to one of those big charity bins. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all stuff that's fine. Um, it's a lot of like table linen as well as old clothes and stuff and it's all fine like not stained or gross or anything so I've just got to take it to one of those big bins Mm -hmm. 
I just haven't had the time. The procrastination with that stuff is real. And I'm like, I know that the bins are always open. Like, I could literally go at 10 yeah. p.m. at night. The bin will be open. Hmm. So I just But I who's just going out at 10 p.m. at night to do that one task? I know. I just, no like, one. I just can't bring myself to do it. Anyway, it will be done soon. Okay. Um, and my ugly is that this could be controversial. Okay. I already bought my Christmas tree. I don't think it's not a real tree. Oh, it's just that like Josh is a little bit of a Scrooge. Uh, <laughs> I think it's because his birthday is so close to Christmas that both of those just were like fucking shit for him. Yeah. Growing up, like his like, got birthday got one. like piled into the Christmas, and it was never like mm-hmm. I don't know. And I just don't think he's a very big like Christmas kind of person. I Plus, he's love a chef. Christmas. So oh, he, he would hate it. Yeah. So he just hates it. It's like when you work retail and you're like, fuck Christmas. (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day because I feel like a lot of people have been saying like, if we want to start putting up our Christmas shit, we're going to do it early because it's been a terrible year. And I'm all for that. I've literally seen houses around where I live fully decked out already. But I was thinking about this the other day being like, when I'm at work, I don't want a bar of it. Don't play the Christmas music. We don't play it. Don't wish me a Merry Christmas. I like, no, I'm not having it. Outside of work, I am a oh, slut for Christmas. Yes, me too. I love Christmas. <coughs> Sorry, I'm just dying. <laughs> just kidding. <coughs> it's not Rona. A little over overexcited about Christmas. Though. No, I love Christmas too. I just like there's a real big itch in the back of my throat. Anyway, um, I love it, but no, I am very much like catch me on Boxing Day, working a shift, hating it. Someone's gonna be like, "Are you enjoying the holidays?" And I'm gonna be like, "What holiday?" Yeah. Yeah. What holiday, That's girl? me. I have to work Christmas Day and everyone's like, have a good day. And I'm like, <coughs> I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Or like people will come up to me and be like, like, are you, oh, do you get to see your family? Don't you just love Christmas? I'm like, I am serving you so that you can have Christmas with your family. I get to see your family, ma'am. Like, I, I don't get, get to see, see mine. I, like, my dad's family lives, what, an hour away, which doesn't seem like that long. It's not really that long of a drive, but it's a long period of time to be able to put aside every week kind of thing so yeah i maybe see one or two of them throughout the year once or twice they get together on christmas day every christmas and i haven't seen that whole side of the family for three years because i'm out serving other people's families and the people that have the audacity to argue with me on christmas day they have another thing come in oh me too though (laughs) me too like they come in on boxing day and they're like i want to return this and i was like and you picked boxing Boxing day Day? why Literally. We're just in sync then. It just makes me so angry. Nah, it does. Anyway, I already bought my Christmas tree, so Josh was just like, when are you expecting to put this up? Now, And I was like... Hand me the tinsel. Nah, I was like, the 30th of November, and he was like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I am... See, I love Christmas. I love Christmas so much. Like, I like decking everything out of my Christmas shirts. I have... A different pair of earrings for every day of December I've leading up to. I've seen those earrings. Yes. Yes. So I I love it, but I am not the person that wants to start celebrating now. I will start celebrating on the first of December. That's like why I'm like I want the tree up on the thirtieth. Yeah. So then like we get December started. begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ready. Like it's primed and ready. I listen to Christmas carols in my car in December. I don't want to hear it at work. I'm cranky at work. Oh. In my car, Mariah Ariana Carey Grande on Grande Christmas carols? Mariah Carey Michael Christmas Buble. carols? Michael Buble. Michael <gasps> Buble. His album, we always have that in my mum's car. And wherever we're in the car, we're just like singing along to his Christmas carols. I love it. I'm very excited. I think it's okay you put it up on the 30th of November. Thank you. Yours. Anyway, so what is yours for this week? Okay, so my good is that the cast of Hamilton has been released for Australia. Ooh. And I'm very excited about it because I don't know any of the cast and yes. as we all know I love musical theatre and if you know anything about Hamilton it's often a lot of people of colour in the cast Yes, and I'm really happy that like having Hamilton in Australia has brought all of these roles for so many people of colour, like I'm so excited. I think it'll be really great because we do have a very diverse country yes. despite the fact that all we see is white people, yes. it is quite diverse Newcastle's not that diverse no, not at all. terrible. But, like, whenever I go and watch, you know, something in Sydney, yes. the live theatre, it's always, like, white people. It's like that one white girl, I'm sure she's been in everything. I don't even know her name. 
just, just everywhere. Yeah, I know. Her. So I'm very excited about the cast of Hamilton. One being released, and two of it actually being all of these people of color and giving them the opportunity to, to shine. I'm also, so to excited. do such an exciting project, like this is a project they've probably all dreamed about doing. Yes, Hamilton is incredible. So yes, yeah. that's my good. My bad is that I bought my sister a Polaroid camera for her birthday. Oh, cute. Yes, and she loves it. She's been taking all of her happy snaps. And I also have a Polaroid camera. And seeing her taking all of her happy snaps, I was like, I'm going to get mine out as well. And it doesn't work. So that's my bad. I'm very sad. That rhymed. But yes. What kind of Polaroid camera is it? Is it like one of the Instax minis? Yeah. yeah. It's one of those ones. And like it, it was fine. Like it has batteries in it, it turns on, it takes the photo, but then the film comes out and there's nothing on it. So I'm going to have to go and buy, I think I need to buy some new film maybe. Could and be old film, yeah. Yeah, because it's been a while. I kind of like had my obsession with it, then neglected it. Now I want to have an obsession with it yes. and it's broken. So that's my bad, but I'm hoping that I'll get it fixed in time for Christmas. So I'm going to take all my happy snaps. That's cute. And my ugly, which is actually really funny after you're good. Sorry to step on your toes here. Oh. But I finished all of my Christmas shopping. Oh. Well, Done. fuck me, I guess. <laughs> you, Did you like, also have ten to birthdays to buy for Larissa? <laughs> I would have finished now too. To be fair, <laughs> I don't have ten, but I do have a few. So I, like, you know, my nan and my dad and I have at least two cousins in December. So they're all coming up. I haven't done the birthday shopping though. So, yeah, one up me on that. So, there you go. We're probably even. Yes. But Christmas shopping, done. But, like, I've got all my Christmas concepts. It's just getting the funds to purchase them. It's being Which is why it'll be done by the end of November. Yes. So, I'm very proud of us. We're both on track. That's one less thing we're going to have to worry about. You know what I love to do? I love to, like, serve customers at the counter, and I'm like, oh, is this the Christmas guy? No. And I'm like, oh, I've done all my Christmas shopping. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's just a little, just something, just a little bit of joy. Like, just... (laughs) Just, just subtly undermining them. I love, I love it. I love it. Oh my god, I'm gonna start doing that when customers are like, "Oh, Christmas, it's so busy." I'm gonna be like, "I had my Christmas shopping completely done three weeks ago." So it's just a little bit of joy. It's just a little <laughs> bit because sometimes the Karens are up there and they're treating you a bit bad, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I'm incredibly busy too, but my Christmas shopping's done." Hmm. Check your nails, babe. <laughs> So yes, I'm very excited that it's all done. I bought all the same wrapping paper because I have this weird thing about all of my presents that I give have to be wrapped the same. Okay, I did the same thing. Okay, good. So I also found all these leftover ribbons from like previous years. Yeah. And I was like, score, yeah. extra ribbons. Oh, I love ribbons. I know. I'm a wrap with like a brown paper with a decoration on it yep. with a ribbon. Yes, I do like that look. But yes, I've got all the same wrapping paper. Everything is... I have everything, I just haven't wrapped it because I actually really enjoy wrapping. I do too, and I like to look at everything before I wrap. Like, it all has to be there. Together. So I can be like, ah, there they are. That's the whole gift. That's the visual. Mm -hmm. I need it. Yes. So we're on track for Christmas. All very exciting. I love that. Yes. Before we jump into this episode, we do want to acknowledge our privilege as white women who both come from well-off families. Yes. Uh, we wanted to add this in here because throughout the episode we will be discussing our experiences mm-hmm. and obviously like we've been able to do these experiences because we've had, you know, money or support or families that like, you know, have led us to be able to do this. Yes. Um, and our opinions have been formed by these experiences and like because we've had such amazing parents, family and friends surrounding us in our middle class lives, like that's what shaped our experiences. Yeah. We understand that not everyone will be able to afford to study and we understand that everyone's home life and lifestyle and living conditions are all very different, but our aim is to be able to help anyone and everyone to achieve their business and career goals and we'll that will is what we'll always strive to do and we want to be able to include everyone. So Yes. We do just want to take a minute to acknowledge what we have been lucky enough to receive yes i've been very fortunate i know that you have been very Mm -hmm. fortunate in what we've been able to do in our lives um especially at such a young age yeah um but let's like not let that overshadow the fact that we did come from privilege yes exactly so yeah we want this episode to be a discussion and we'll be drawing on our own experiences and qualifications during the episode so we want to express that this is not meant to be like braggy or selective or exclusive. Like if we overstep, like please let us know. Um, shoot us a DM on our Instagram or send us an email um, because we would love to hear from you and we're always willing to learn and grow. Yes, I think that everyone is capable of learning and growing throughout their lives. And if we say anything that is insensitive mm-hmm. or rude or perhaps 
just arrogant. Yeah. Which can happen. I'm a Leo. I mean, <laughs> look at the two of us. Just look at us. <laughs> like, just look at us. No. Um, but, yes. We're here to support you and love you, and we're not here to make you feel bad about yourself. Well, the whole point of this episode is to try and help students and even, like, make early 20s. Make and choose where they're going. Make them feel better about the decisions that they yes. want to make. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to jump into my background yes. to explain how we got to where we are today. Well, how I got to where we are today. So, I finished... I did all of year 12. Love I that for you. Love, yeah, love that for me. It was awful. <laughs> no, I sat my HSC and I worked really hard. Like, I did all my study at home. I did great in my assignments. I'm not a good person when it comes to exams. I don't not like Not everyone pressure. is. People exactly. don't work particularly well under pressure. So, I actually ended up getting an ATAR that was, I think my ATAR was 45. And Ouch. I have had people talk to me about this, like not necessarily my score, but I have had people be like, oh my God, like she, like this girl that I went to high school with, she only got like a 48 ATAR and I'm sitting there being like, I got 45. So first of all, I want to start off by saying to all the HSC students that get a mark that's lower that, than what you wanted, it doesn't mean shit. I am yeah. so happy with where I am right now, and I got a 45 ATAR, okay? So, yeah. like, let's not do anything with the ATAR marks. It is also not necessarily a great indicator of intelligence. No. I don't think that it encapsulates the different types of intelligence people can have. I was in a lot of the higher classes. Yeah. And I always was throughout school. I always got really good marks in all of my in-class exams, in all of my assignments. It was just the HSE, like, it yeah. just, it fucked you up, like it yeah, does. And it I does. ended up getting a low ATAR, which meant that I couldn't go straight into uni. So, I have which never... Which could be a blessing in disguise. Well, I never knew what I wanted to do, like, yes. never. Like, you know, I had friends that were like, I want to be a teacher, I want to be in childcare, I want to be a midwife, I want to do all of this stuff. Yes. And whenever people ask me, I genuinely had no idea. I didn't even know if I wanted to go to uni. So I didn't want to do nothing. I've always been someone who wanted to keep learning and keeping busy. So I did the new step course at the University of Newcastle, which is yes. the free 12-month course. Is that also open foundation? Yes. So once I think it's once you're over 21, it's open foundation and it's only six months. Okay. But if you're under 21, so like as I was at 18, I went straight into uni just like everyone else did straight into uni, but I did new step because I was like, I'll get a better score and then the next year I'll go into the course that I decide that I want to do. Yes. So I went in, I did new step. For all of those who are considering new step, even if I know some people don't want to push their degree back another year, but I learned all these like things about referencing and how to correctly structure essays and all of the basic stuff. That's what they teach you in New Step. Yeah. I had friends in their first year of uni coming to me and asking me, how do I reference? What should I structure for an essay? Because they weren't taught that. They were just thrown straight into their degree. Yeah. So I would recommend, it's a free course. I would recommend doing New Step, even if you know what you want to do, if you're happy to do that. Yeah. It's totally up to you. Anyway. This was in 2016, so I started that in about February, March. In June, I then took on my Cert 3 in events at TAFE. She's stacking on the stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't enjoying uni, and it wasn't even just, like... Then your form of escapism was like, let's go to <laughs> let's TAFE. Let's go to TAFE. So, new step, you get to decide what your subjects are, and it's kind of... I did, like, media and communications, I did business, I did um, society and culture, so you get to kind of dabble in the degrees to figure out what you want to do mm. and it's not that I hated all those classes I just wasn't a fan of them yes I wasn't I didn't have one that I was like yes I want to go to uni for this they're very different teaching methods too yeah. between TAFE and university which we're going to get into yeah and so but I just I hated uni like I hated the parking and I hated the environment and I hated like the way the teachers spoke to me and I hated how I felt like I wasn't supported I didn't know where to go to ask questions I just wasn't built for it so I started my Cert 3 at TAFE in events and loved every minute of it. I did a six-month course for that. So I was also working my four jobs, which that. was 
bartending, Donut King, Boost, and I was event staff at the local football stadium Cute. for like nights and Jets games. I also then decided to go traveling at the end of that year, nice. um, which was to like Mare, uh, Vanuatu, New Mia, and <laughs> I also did a second round of schoolies. I love that for you. Yes, which was like a whole other thing, but my cousin is the year below me. She finished year 12, I finished New Step, which everyone was like, it's like year 13. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to schoolies again then. Blah. So we went and we did schoolies and it was such a fun time. So we get to January 2017 mm-hmm. and I have decided not to go to uni. I got a 69 equivalent ATAR, so I was able to get into uni from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was able to get in, I was accepted into, I think I was accepted into media and communications. I did apply and I was going to go, but I was like, it's just not for me and I'm not going to go because everyone around me tells me to go. Yes. I literally, oh my Jesus. She's just knocking stuff over. Yeah. I'm just dropping stuff. She's so passionate. I was literally told, I went to go pick up my sister at an athletics carnival the year that I did New Step. And at the end of that year, I went to go pick up my sister from this carnival and I was talking to one of my old teachers. And he was like, so what are you doing? And I was like, I'm almost finished New Step, but I've done my Cert 3 in events and I loved it. And he's like, so what are you going to go to uni for? And I was like, oh, I've decided I'm not going to uni. And he was like, I'm so disappointed in you. Oh my like, God. You, you should be going to uni. Like, it's ridiculous that you're going to go back to TAFE. Like, he made me feel like shit. But I was like, fuck you. Fuck your opinion. Everybody that was telling me to go to uni, I was like, I don't want to go. I yeah. don't have to go. So I did a diploma at TAFE for events. Yes. Which I loved as well. And I meant I got to work on all these really cool events. Like um, I did like a massive Anzac Day ceremony. I worked with um, youth kids in workshops. I did, it led me to do like stage management as well, which is what I always loved. So I did my diploma of events and I got my job at the club in September of that year. So then the year after, once I'd worked a little bit, I saved up a whole bunch of money and I went and I did... Europe. Shout out to to Europe. We love her. I was the white girl on a Kentucky. (laughs) And it was so fun. I did like London, Amsterdam, eventually did all the Greek islands, like Paris, like all I did all classic white girl Europe. And it was so fun. I don't care what anyone says. I am that stereotypical girl. So I went and it was so good. So then I come back. Yes. And I decided to keep studying. So I did my diploma of business Mm -hmm. and I loved business. I thought I hated business because in year 12, I did a business class. Yes. I hated the teacher. He literally wouldn't even let me sit in the classroom because I would challenge his ideas. Yes. That's not a good quality in a teacher. And I don't love that. I thought I hated it. I couldn't wrap my head around it. He didn't even want to talk to me when I was like, I'm struggling. He was like, well, you're too far behind. Like whatever, mate. So I thought I hated it. But in my diploma of events, we did a topic on finance. Yes. Which I was like, I am hella good at this. What the hell? I always thought I sucked. So that's what led me to do my diploma of business. Loved my diploma of business. Was sitting in that class just being like, yes, I belong here. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I belong here. And it was really funny too because whenever I was at school, everyone was like, if you go to TAFE, you are scum. You're a dropkick. You're disgusting. Like, lowest of the low. So when I first went to TAFE for the Cert 3, I was like, ew, who am I? By the time I'd on my third, what, course there, I was like, TAFE is so underrated. Everyone should go. It's so good to keep studying. It's, like, it's not cheap, but it's more affordable. More affordable. You can still put on a hex debt. Good, yeah, good hours. The teachers are so easy to talk to. They want you to succeed. It's always a practical subject. Yes. It's not all the other bullshit, which it's, I will get into in my explanation. But. It's so good. So I did my diploma in business, and then I saved up some more money, and then I did Spain, which was the end of last year. It's almost, like, just over 12 months ago. Yeah. I loved Spain. It was so good. I also did Morocco as well which I loved so as you probably figuring out I did catch the travel bug and so this year has been really difficult for me not to be able to get on a plane yes I've been living kind of in oblivion and denial (laughs) but anyway I then at the beginning of this year because of the diplomas that I got through TAFE I got a job in February as a function like an events coordinator yes at this you know big high-end business and unfortunately, 
corona hit and at the end of i worked there you met me i met you there but after the three months um the workplace had to shut down so i ended up losing well we ended up losing our jobs yes um because of corona but because we were both hired around the like the same sort of time and they were like bye girls see ya so we closed down there i was out of work for 10 weeks so i studied an online statement of attainment with tafe which i also really enjoyed and then i ended up going back to the club so i've been at the club for three just over three years now yeah and so currently I work at um, a club under Clubs in New South Wales. I am a bartender, a pokies attendant, a receptionist, a functions coordinator, and a treasurer. I'm currently being trained up to be a supervisor as well. And I have a little bit of experience with gaming and gaming analysis, and which I will be learning more of as well. So yeah. that's how I got here. And I love... like. I like the job I'm in. Yes. I have learnt so much there. I have gained so many skills that all these other employers really like when they see my resume. Yeah. Not only that, working in the hospitality industry, as frustrating as it is, it's allowed me to keep studying yes. and I've been able to collect a bunch of qualifications, which all still look good on a resume just as much as a degree because you're still educating yourself. Yeah. And I've been able to travel the world several times. So... As much as, like, I'm, like, the stereotypical, like, oh, yuck, she's not going to uni. And I'm doing so well. Like, I'm going to say that. Like, I'm in a full-time job in doing stuff that I like. I get to do this podcast with you. Yeah. Where I've been able to meet new people as well and talk to other people like you who have had a different upbringing and different education to me. And I just want to, like, I just feel like screaming it. Like, I always just want to get on top of, like, the highest building in Newcastle and be like... You don't have to go to uni. You're not a fucking failure. Yes. You can love what you do and you don't have to go to uni. Yeah. And I'm not against uni. I genuinely considered going back to uni this year. Now they've cut all of like the funding towards certain subjects and yeah. they don't see them as valuable anymore. All the ones that are. Because I would have liked to do like live theatre or something. But yeah, it was like, oh, funding's gone, babe. It's going to cost you $60,000. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like... I consider going back. I think uni is a really good thing if you're built for it. If you're not built for it, if you don't want to go, don't go. Don't go because people tell you you're supposed to. Okay, I'm done with my little rant (laughs) because I know that we're going to get back into the rant. I know, the rant's coming back. Yeah, Um, so so your turn. my experiences were that I finished, so this is 2014, oh, she's old, (laughs) Um, finished my HSC and I got a pretty good ATAR. I got... Mm -hmm. 94.85 94.85 pretty good <laughs> me with my 45 <laughs> but like I was still so disappointed in myself mm-hmm. I just which is irrational I realized that I'm irrational but, but I was I cried when I, I read cried that, but like not in a good I literally cry. vomited the day that I found out my ATAR I had to get sent home from work because I was crying so hard I vomited but you shouldn't dismiss yourself for feeling bad about your ATAR. I feel like doesn't you could get 100 ATAR and people would still make you feel shit. Yeah. Anyway, so then I applied for UCID, UniMelb, and UTS, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember. I got into my first choice during first rounds, which was UniMelb, and I deferred for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 2015 was my gap year to Europe. <laughs> that white girl. White girls. Um, I worked at BWS and Dotty, um, and I worked for like the first eight months and then travelled for the last four months of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came back in December of 2015 and celebrated Christmas, then immediately like packed up all of my stuff. So I did Christmas, then like the first couple of weeks of January, I packed up all of my stuff and moved to Melbourne. I had never stood like stepped foot in Melbourne before. Mm-hmm. This is my first ever time visiting the place, and I moved my entire life there. I love Melbourne. I do too. I love Melbourne so much. Shout out to our Melbourne people. I love Melbourne. Yeah, so I like that was late January 2016, and I was like, woohoo, let's go to Melbourne. Uh, so 2016, I started my degree, which was media and communications mm-hmm. and screen and cultural studies. So it's a double major. Mm-hmm. Um, screen and cultural studies was what I just wanted to do. I just, I'm obsessed. I'm. It's literally just film analysis. Like, I just love... I wanted to be a film critic. Mm-hmm. And then I realised that was a pointless job. 
and that now that Twitter has been invented, everyone can be a film critic without actually having to do any qualifications for it. Yeah. Anyway, so I just sort of stuck with, like, I did it for fun and it, like, lightened the load for me because it was just really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also did Meaning Communications, which was fine. And I worked at good old Bed, Bath & Table mm-hmm. for three years. That's where I worked. Um then 2017 rolled around I was still studying I worked on university magazines like Judy's Punch and Farago Uh, Farago is the oldest student magazine in Australia oh wow yes I got an article published in there Um, I wrote some of my first few articles so one was about Lena Dunham and white feminism and how I hated her Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the other one was about um the Wonder Woman film that mm-hmm. had come out in that year and I was obsessed with it because I just like loved that it was a female director and it was like stuff I wanted to write based on my degree yeah. and I was doing it for fun. Um, then I went to America with my ex on a four week holiday so we saved up throughout the year to go to America. America was not my choice, that was his choice. I wanted to go to Europe <laughs> Yeah. again. Yeah. I'd been to Europe a number of times by that point um, but he wanted to go to America and I was like ugh because it was during um, Trump had been elected Uh, and I was like I refuse to step foot in America while Trump is president Um, but then he just wore me down with his incessant pleading so I (laughs) said yes begrudgingly Um, then in 2018 I graduated in December with a distinction average work bitch um, (laughs) and worked on Judy's Punch I designed cover of the magazine Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of discovered that I really liked doing magazine layout and design so then I had, um, that's when I graduated. So my post-graduation quarter-life crisis kicked in. Mm-hmm. It's still going, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> still seems to be going. Um, so 2019, I moved to the Newcastle area with family and I studied my cert for in small business management, mm-hmm. which I loved. That was, um, it wasn't a TAFE course, but it was like an RTO. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, so I learned how to establish a freelance business, which I thought was really relevant to the fact that, like, that's sort of where I was going. Yeah. Um, I worked and interned on a local magazine and studied a cert for in graphic design, met my partner now, and did that all while working in retail. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. God love him. Um, so then 2020 came around this year, so I moved in with Josh, and this is sitting in my house right now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't own the house, I rent the house, just yeah. in case people are like, how did she buy a house as well? <laughs> she did it. <laughs> um, I started what I thought was my dream job in marketing and found out that the dream job was not all it was cracked up to be. It was mm. definitely, it was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Um, Miss mm. Rona came, I was stood down alongside you, yes. um, and I built my business and secured the bag for the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Um, I started, like, you know, I just really wanted to empower women and get into, like, educating people about small businesses and how to start them up, especially, yeah, and that was what I, that's when I met you and Mm -hmm. we were doing, like, that together with our little, like, brain baby. We had literally known each other for, like, two Two months months. and I think one of it, like, we started talking about how we both wanted to start our own business. We both talked about how we liked podcasts. Yes. And then we were talking about how we wanted to start our own businesses and I was like, what's your dream business? And then yeah. you asked me what mine was. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, oh, I just like, there's so much stuff I want to learn that I don't think that there's like really disinformation anywhere, or, like really factual stuff mm-hmm. that I like, I love podcasts. I would love to hear someone do a podcast and you were like, oh, why don't we just do it? And I was like, if we can't Ooh. find what we need, we'll create it for everyone else. So yeah. here we are. So then um, I decided after I got stood down to go back and get my diploma of graphic design um, mm-hmm. so I could further my education and I kind of wanted to be like that marketing genius, like that marketing bitch mm-hmm. that like can do your copywriting, she can do your social media management, she can do your graphic design, like she's got all of it, like just ask Zoe, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. I want to be that kind of girl. Um, so I finished my contract and towards finished my contract in August Mm -hmm. August or September um and went back to working in retail for the end of the year slash right now yes so that's that's a little whirlwind of my life yes which seems like a lot of stuff when I write it down I know like when I had to like backtrack what I've done in the last five years I was like like I feel like if you're not going to uni people are like then what are you doing but, like, I'm 23, and I've done so much. Yeah. 
and I'm really proud of it. Like, I love that I get to be like, I've done all of this stuff. And I think, I mean, I think that educating yourself and trying all those new things makes you a better person anyway. Like, I'm not saying I'm the best person. I'm trash. But, <laughs> but I just think it opens up so much. Like, I've learned so much just by... Like I did a lot of volunteering or I did work experience or I've done yeah. courses or different jobs or traveling the world and you're the same. Yes. And I feel like we're both, even though we have strong opinions, we're both quite open-minded about things. Yes. And like my experience sort of like, I loved, I was a very good studier. Like I was good at HSC. Uh-huh. I did really well, obviously, even though I think that I was like, eh, it's okay. Um, but... I, I was built to do that sort of stuff. I'm mm-hmm. good at essay writing. I'm good at retaining information and quotes and numbers and everything like that. I'm good at working under pressure. That's how I operate a lot of the time. That's how I can do so many things at once and mm-hmm. still get everything done on time. Yeah. Anyway, but I don't think everyone's built that way. And I was prepared going into university because what I studied during my HSC, I didn't do any maths. I didn't do any science. Mm-hmm. I did modern history, art... I did English extension, like English advanced, um, and then English extension one, English extension two, and Italian. So I did mm-hmm. 10 units, and I'd sit down with the school counsellor, and they were like, um, we just have to check with all the people that are like doing a limited number of subjects and having no, because you know how you, you can choose between doing 10 units and 12 units? Yes. Because they'll swap in the best units yeah. to give you the best mark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a fucking gamble, babe. This is <laughs> yeah. what we're doing. See, I, in year 11, was doing the full 12, and then I dropped science to do... Why would you do science and maths? I don't know, because everyone, all the school, like, all the teachers were like, you're dumb if you don't do them, and then I... I don't love that. I didn't do well in my exams, because I can't do maths, I can't wrap my head around science. I should have done modern history, but I didn't. I did modern history. Because no one was like, you should do it. And, like, at that age, I didn't have a brain to think for myself. Like, I had my ideas, but it was kind of like teachers and the people around it are like, shh, yeah. maths, science. And I'm like, but I suck in it. Shh, no. And I then when I suck in my... I school too. Well, see, I went to a public school. Oh. And so you do your HSC and then you do shit. And everyone's like, why did you do shit? And it's like, well, all of the pressure for starters... I suck in exams. Like, if you just went off my assignment, I would have got a great ATAR. Yeah. But because it's based off the exams, like, it looks like I sucked. And I just, like, that's one thing that I like about, that's one of the differences we have, is that I did not do well in my HSC. I got a 45. You did do well, and you got a 90, and yet here we are both doing the same podcast. Yes. And educating people about the same thing. But then if people ask me now, they're like, would you go to university or would you go to TAFE? I would say TAFE every time. Me too. My university education, although I loved, like, there's things I loved about university. Like, I loved the grounds. I loved walking through, like, these old historic buildings because I went to the University of Melbourne. Mm -hmm. The old, like, historic buildings. I loved the library. I loved being, like, on campus working on magazines with other like-minded people. I do not give a fuck about the courses. Yeah. None of that stuff brought that much value to my life I thought that they taught me barely anything mm-hmm. and I had to learn it all myself and then in comparison like graphic design is kicking my ass at yeah. the moment like it is so much work all of the time but I actually think that I'm learning things my yeah. design is getting better mm-hmm. I'm like learning more becoming a better version of what I was before like yeah and that's what it's all about I think it's so important to keep educating yourself even if like you don't have to go to uni or take or do a course Listen to podcasts that educate you. Read books. Like, go out and talk to people. You learn so much by that. And life experience is so important, especially when applying for a job. Like, you can have all the qualifications in the world, but if you can't talk to someone, you're not getting a job. Yeah, like 100%. It's so important. And I think just um, touching on what you said before is that you were a really good studier. Like, I can't do – we all know I can't do numbers. I can write, like I can sit down and I can write essays and I can write articles. Like they might not be the best written ones, but I enjoy writing. But when it comes down to it, I hated studying. I can't do exams. Assignments were fine because I got to write and I got to take my own time with it essentially. But I have always been someone who has enjoyed working. I like working. I like getting out there and getting hands on and doing 
you know, doing work and doing yeah. that sort of stuff. So, you know, when people are like, oh, like, you're not going to go and study at all. It's like, well, no, but maybe I'm going to work. And through my work, I've been really lucky that through my work, they want to keep educating us and they want us to keep bettering ourselves and branching out. Like I started as the receptionist. Now I'm qualified in all of the areas and I can be like chopped and changed into any area. And I have so many skills just by working that one job. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to see that like, even you who went to uni, you didn't love it and you would prefer tape. But in saying that, I do have friends. I have a friend that she went and I think it was social work or something that she did first. She did for like six months, hated it, dropped out of that, deferred, had the rest of the year off, went back and is now almost finished her pharmacy degree. And she loves it. Like she is a built pharmacist and she yeah. loves uni. I mean... She stresses over exams and stuff. Everyone Everyone does. does. But she likes uni in itself and she's enjoyed her degree and her courses. I have a friend that um, went, knew she was, wanted to be a midwife, went straight into midwifery. Now she is a midwife at John Hunter Hospital and she loved uni. Again, stressed over exams and the work, but really enjoyed uni. Never would have wanted to go to TAFE. I yeah. have friends that have gone and they're teachers now. They've graduated this year and they're teachers and they loved every second of it. Yeah, like, I think it's also based on your choice of universities. I think yeah. I chose the University of Melbourne because it was highly prestigious. It had the highest entrance mark for the course I wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. And I'm a wanker yeah. and thought that highest entrance mark means best quality degree. Yep. Um, so I went in there and was like, yes, I'm a smart bitch. And like everyone in Unimel thinks that they're a smart bitch. It's mm. disgusting. I hated them all. Um, <laughs> not all of them, <laughs> but most of them. But... I actually think if I had taken a time and thought about it a little bit better, I would have chosen, like, actually to go to UTS or RMIT. Mm -hmm. So they are technology-based. Like, they used to be TAFEs. They were mm -hmm. institutes of technology. Um, but now they've um, sort of moved into being universities, but they've still got that base of very, very practical workloads, yeah. which I think I would have preferred. Yeah. So some people are just built for uni. Like, they just know that that's what they want to do. Other people like you, that you go and you do your degree and you're happy to do it, but you didn't love it. There's I wanted to leave halfway through, but I was like, bitch, you've already put in two years. you got to finish. Yeah. Well, you've got to be committed. I was like, I have to finish it. Like, I'm not going to stop doing it. And then, you know, I've wasted all that money that's in my hex debt now just sitting there without a degree. Yeah, exactly. You're going to finish it. But yeah. Yeah. So it just goes to show that, like. There's so much more you can do. And I know, as we said earlier, some people can't afford to do those things. So I just yes. want to actually point out that I highly recommend volunteering and work experience. Like, go in, get a resume, go in to whatever job you might want to do. Um, like, say, a little flashback to last week's episode, you want to go and work in a bank shop. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Take your resume in and tell them and be like I would love to shadow someone for a week I would love to help out here and there like do that and build up a resume and build up your experience and maybe you feel like you don't want to be a banker maybe you want to do something else in finance that's a little different you're not yeah. going to know unless you put yourself out there. I know it's so scary yes to network and talk to people but it is really one of the best things you can do is to volunteer and to um, do work experience and if you can work a few jobs I've always worked a few jobs yeah. That's how I figured out I like doing events or, you know, I do enjoy bartending, but it's not my favorite thing in the world, which no. I wouldn't have known if I didn't do it. But yes. But I do think like, obviously there's people out there who don't have the time or the money to be able to dedicate, you know, going to a place where they're not getting paid. Like yeah. a lot of people can't take on internships because they've actually got to pay their rent. Yeah. Which like, I understand that's really difficult, but, um. I do think a lot of people are becoming more aware of how everyone's in a different financial position yeah. at the moment. And I do think that there are businesses out there that would take you on and would pay you a certain amount of money. Like mm -hmm. a lot of internships now are becoming paid because people have noticed that like, oh, actually, haha, some people live outside of their family home. Some mm -hmm. people grew up in really horrible family circumstances and mm -hmm. they don't want to live with their parents because it's a toxic environment. Yeah. So there are opportunities there. I don't know. I also think like just if you think that you want to work in a certain area, apply for the most basic level job mm -hmm. there. It could be like being a receptionist or being a cleaner or like whatever. Yeah. 
and trying to work up the ranks. Yeah. That's the thing too, which is like obviously is going to be a long process haul yeah. to get there, but there is that as well. But like even as simple as if you admire, like you say you want to write articles, but you can't afford to go to uni or you don't have the time, like reach, like do your research and just send someone a DM and like, you no know. No one checks your qualifications when no. you submit them an article. No. So no like, one's like, are you university educated? They're just like, is it written well? Is it a good article? Then we'll post it. Like, yeah. send a DM, like in, you know, just you're scrolling along in bed and you find something that you have taken a liking to. Send them a message. What, what's yeah. the worst they can do? Not respond. That's it. Yeah. We That's could it. always do an episode on like how to send a pitch to someone. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. But um, yeah. I had some statistics I wanted to cover just while we're still discussing a little bit of HSC. Yeah. Um, so this is according to the Education Standards Authority um, that there were 75,006 students studying one or more HSC courses in 2019, but only 65,915 were on track to complete it in their oh, HSC. Yeah. Um, and Sydney Morning Herald published an article in 2014 about the HSC and specifically regarding the ATAR. And this is relevant to me because I graduated in 2014. Mm-hmm. But it was basically saying uh, that perhaps the greatest issue is that ATARs are assigned to courses which do not necessarily reflect the intellectual capacity needed to complete the course. Rather, they simply reflect a supply and demand equation mm-hmm. that balances the popularity of that degree with a number of places available. The ATAR becomes a virtual price or status ranking for the course, hence the absurd refrain heard regularly amongst the HSC students. I want to do med. If I miss that, I'll do law, or it could, I, or I could always be a vet. Three degrees with virtually nothing in common, um, simply because they are comparative with their ATARs. Yeah, it kind of has brought um, like to my mind that thing about like if you want to go to uni but you don't get the ATAR because it's not it's not based on your intelligence. As you all just said, like yeah. it's based on what's popular, what's not, how how the exams are ranked. So forget about that. I know, because the whole, what was that thing called? It was not like weighting, it was like scaling. Yeah, the scaling. Oh. Yeah. So forget about it. Whatever you get in the HSE, it, like work hard i'm always about working hard and absolutely yeah. doing your best and committing but it literally doesn't matter because if you don't get the a type you want to get in you can do new step you can go and do a tafe course for six months and then use that to leverage into your degree so with my diploma of business i did it that for six months and if i was confident in all of that i was able to go straight into a second year business degree at university yes so some people might not know that. And that's what my sister wants to do, actually. She wants to do a um, six-month TAFE course to see if she likes the field. So she'll come out with a qualification. It's only six months. So she'll see if she likes it. If she likes it, she's going to use that to leverage her way into uni and skip the first year because yes. she's already learnt it. So there's those two options. You could go and work somewhere that will put you through courses yes there are a lot of workplaces that actually pay to educate their employees mm-hmm. to do certain things which yeah. i think is really valuable so as well. if you find a workplace like that that's another one or you can apply for the scholarships as well there's heaps of scholarships out there you can yeah. apply for so whatever you get in the hsa fuck it yeah just fuck it i also did want to mention this that according to uac for 2019 only 16.8 percent received an atar over 90 so it's not like everyone's up there no. with their ATAR over 90 just vibing. Mm, exactly. Like, it's a very slim percentage. Everyone gets all different things. And, like, I got a 45. I'm not stupid. I'm no. not dumb. Like, I just didn't do well in my HSC. And I keep coming back to the thing where you and I were hired at the same company. Yes. And now we do the same podcast. So yeah. you got a great ATAR. I got a shit ATAR. So it means nothing. I just want to keep... Like reiterating that to these HSC students. <laughs> okay, so for segment two of this episode, we sat down and spoke with some students that have just sat their HSC exams. Um, we wanted to get their thoughts and ideas on what information school has given them in regards to uni and other study options. And we wanted to find out what their plans were for next year and how they were feeling about all of those decisions and COVID and all of that sort of stuff. So we're going to drop in the um, recording that we did with them in here in this episode. So enjoy. 
What are your plans after school? Do you want to study, work, travel, move states, start a business, teach, volunteer? What's your next move? So after school, I plan on studying through TAFE and also working at um, my part-time job at Woolworths. I would have really loved to travel, but due to COVID restrictions, looks like that won't be happening for a while now. What did you want to study at TAFE? Um, I've been looking into allied health assistance, specialising in occupational therapy, which goes for a year. And then I figured if I get a job in that area, I could maybe go to uni and study to be an actual occupational therapist. Okay, so what are your thoughts on TAFE? Um, I think TAFE is a good idea. It's a good alternative to uni and a lot cheaper where you can get um, a good education still. And what are your thoughts on university? I think university is overrated. It's a long period of time for a lot of money and you might get two years into the course and figure out that you hate it. So I think it's a bit of a waste of time if you're not 100% sure you want to do that. So have you considered uni before you considered TAFE? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on private institution education? So there's ones like Billy Blue, which are for design, Brent Street, which is for performing arts, FBI is for fashion, and NIDA is for tech and stage. Um, I think they're a good idea, especially if you know that that's what you want to do. I'd really love to go to Brent Street, but not good enough to do that. <laughs> so were, have any of your teachers told you about any of the private institutions? Uh, no, we haven't really looked at that at all, really. So how much information have your teachers given you in regards to studying at places other than university? Um, not a lot. They organise some um, uni talks for like specific um, degrees, but they don't really organise talks for TAFE, so it's kind of biased in that sense. So you don't feel that there's enough non-biased information for you to make an informed decision about your study plans then, if they haven't given you talks about TAFE and the private institutions? Yeah, not really. So how prepared do you feel for next year then? Um... Not overly, I think, I don't know. <laughs> and do you have any advice for anyone going into year 12? Um, yes, don't stress, it'll be right. How original. <laughs> what are your plans after school? Do you wanna study, work, travel, move states, start a business, teach, volunteer? What's your next move? Um, I was thinking of going to uni, but I'm afraid that I'm not going to get the marks that I actually need to do that. But, so... Um, Why do you feel scared that you're not going to get the marks, though? Just because I haven't tried as hard as I could have. So, do you feel like you haven't tried because you are overwhelmed and you don't just don't have the motivation to do that, though? Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like I don't have the motivation to do that. And I feel like, because this year's been, like, the year that it is, like... Mm. COVID and everything else that's gone on I feel like I've just kind of lost the uh I'm trying to think of the right word like the drive yeah the drive to yeah. do like go good in yeah school. and strive for the best and I feel yeah. like a lot of people regardless of this year or not they get to year 12 and they start yeah. just that's the year that the teacher's like you need to knuckle down yeah and that's the year that everyone loses it yeah all right, so if you're planning on studying any point after school, what do you want to study? Um, well, I've always liked acting and everything, so I was looking at when I, if I did go to uni, I was originally going to look at um, the Bachelor of Creative Industries, but I think it was about a month or two ago now, and they just cancelled the course. Did and they give you any reason why they were cancelling the course? Um, not that I could see. But yeah. So they just decided to cancel it? Yeah. And they've just gone deal with it yeah pretty much <laughs> so I've had to change that and I was thinking of maybe um either Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Communication but I'm still not sold on if that's what I want to do as but in the course or uni like both mm -hmm. just yeah I don't know if that's what I want to do for I don't know I'm scared of picking something and then not liking it but being stuck into that mm -hmm. like I know I can change but I feel like I'd feel pressured into staying into that. Yeah, needing to complete it yeah. and 
the hex debt and everything else that comes with uni. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on TAFE then? Um, I haven't really looked into TAFE. I'm not opposed to it, but I just haven't gotten the information for it to fully get involved in it. So is that because teachers haven't given you that information? I feel like that's a big part of it. Like, yeah, they don't really give as much information for anything rather than university. Like, it's expected that because you've stayed through the last 13 years of schooling and you're in year 12 now that you want to go to university. Okay, so do you have any information from teachers about private institutions like Billy Blue or Brent Street or NIDA? Um, I've heard of NIDA before, but that wasn't from an actual teacher. That was just something that I've heard of in, like, my own way. Just, yeah, but I haven't heard of anything like that from any of my teachers. So, with all that in mind, how much information have your teachers given you in regards to places other than uni? Like, if you had to sum it all up, compared to how much they've given you for uni? It's definitely nothing compared to uni. So... Do you feel that there's enough non-biased information for you to make an informed decision or you just feel that you're expected to go? I feel like uni's the only option. Okay, so with all that in mind, how prepared do you feel for your future? Um, I'm a bit scared, to be honest. Like, I'm not too sure what I'm going to find and if I do find something that I'm going to like that and then stay with that. Like, I don't want to get stuck in something and then be stuck in that for the rest of my life. So do you have any advice for anyone going into year 12? Um, just try your hardest and try not to think like it's the end. Cause <laughs> the be all and end all. Yeah, it's kind of just the beginning. Because all the teachers tell you Yeah. it's not the be all and end so all, but then they make you feel like There's so much it. stress put on me, but don't stress. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Good job, Larissa, for going on the road and getting those little clips for us. I, first of all, just want to say, the poor babies. (laughs) The little babies. They're so scared. Like, you can hear that they're nervous and they're not really sure. And that sort of uncertainty is really, like, carrying through their voices. And I'm sorry that you've been made to feel like that and you haven't been given a lot of information well, by your schools. Well, I think that's schools. what has been just reiterated with my chat with these two, this is Elise and Flynn, is that they, like, everything we've discussed in the first segment of today's episode, I feel like has just been reiterated with these two because it's like they didn't know what any of those extra institutions were. And no. they kind of... Well, they know some based on of their fame because they're quite well-known institutions, but not really that anything has been communicated to them throughout school. But even Flynn made a good point there where he was like, I'm scared I'm going to pick something at uni just to go and I'm going to hate it. Like You're just going to stick with it and you're going to be like, oh, great, now I'm an accountant. Yeah, (laughs) and I didn't want to be an accountant. No offence to the accountants out there, but like... We love you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for doing your bit. You know, last week's episode... Heard Larissa. <laughs> She's terrified. I love accountants. You're but like no. her money therapist. That's what I'm saying though. Like, I feel like everything we've already discussed today, like, I just hope that the year 12 students really hear us because as they can hear from these two, they're not alone. No. Everyone's freaking out. I, I remember I was so set on what I was doing. I was like, I'm moving away from Sydney. I don't like it here. I'm moving to Melbourne. I've never been there before, but YOLO. Um, and I'm going to go do my degree at the University of Melbourne because it's the best ranking university in mm-hmm. Australia and I'm so smart. No, 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 no. And I, I actually spoke to a year 12 person the other day when I was doing job interviews at my work um, and I was like, are you in the school? And they were like, no, I'm so ready to get out into the world. I was like, that's great. Sometimes I miss school. And they were like, why? And I was like, I miss when I used to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. I was convinced I was the smartest yeah. person in the room. <laughs> I was like, and it's not like that anymore. <laughs> I think Definitely the thing not. I miss about school is that, like, it was just, like, every day was a little bit different because you had all your different friends and stuff. But, like, I miss knowing exactly what I'm doing. Yes. Like, you get up, you, have you put on your uniform. You schedule that's already set for you. You go, you know what you're doing. You, you know got what your outfit sorted. And then you get out into this 
real world and it's like what am I wearing today what am I eating today what am I doing today and I feel like the last five years have just been me floundering about being like I don't know what I'm doing and I was made to feel bad about not knowing what I'm doing for so long it wasn't until maybe the last year or two where I was like I don't have to know and stop telling me I have to honestly if I'm gonna be completely transparent I have like walked through the past like five or six years just I know what I like Mm -hmm. and I do what I like Mm -hmm. and I do everything that brings me joy in the hope that it will lead to a career that brings me I don't know just a sense of fulfillment Mm -hmm. and that's I've never once done something like obviously you know in marketing you can get paid a lot but I like to write Mm -hmm. and I like to create things and produce content and I like to design stuff I like to be involved and there being a creative element to what I do and so my advice would be what the fuck do you like see I completely back that statement up where I'm the same I know I know I didn't want to go to uni so I didn't go and then I feel like I just kind of made this decision where I was like I'm gonna do what I want to do and you know what my basic rules were I need to have a job like I need to I need a job whether it be casual I was a casual up until the beginning of this year yeah and now I'm full-time but I've always been casual I've always always worked really hard I've always wanted to keep educating myself whether that be doing work experience doing a course traveling overseas I consider that to be all educating yourself in some form. I agree I think there's something to be said of travel and the way that it could change your perspective on things oh 100% if you can travel travel but especially also I reckon you should definitely look at like I love Europe Mm -hmm. um I love Europe because I went to go to Italy and I can speak Italian and Mm -hmm. that's from high school but like I also saw a lot of value I've been to India Mm -hmm. and that was a very enlightening experience and I would recommend that other people travel to different cultures and see how they operate like especially countries like all around Asia that don't necessarily pander to the westerners Mm -hmm. like very much you go to Europe and everyone speaks English and everyone's nice to you yeah um I would recommend that you also go to countries where everyone's mean to you oh yeah I know (laughs) the most eye-opening place I've been would definitely be Morocco I was yes petrified but it was one of the best places I've I really want to go yeah it was really good but I think that is basically what we're saying is that I'm like I don't want to sound like I'm your mother but you can't do nothing I have to work you should try and keep educating yourself and you should do as much as possible but that doesn't have to be uni it doesn't have to be TAFE just do what you want to do do what you like do what you like to do like you know what I like writing and I, I never considered doing journalism or whatever. And I've always lacked writing. I've never had anything to write about until we started doing this podcast. And I've become a little bit more of a writer in myself, mm. which I've lacked because you are qualified. So you get to check all the shit I write. Yes. And I like learning from you. And that's what I mean by network with other people. Because if I hadn't applied for that job and given it a crack, I wouldn't have met you. We wouldn't be doing this podcast. And yes. I think that kind of wraps it all up in a nice neat little bow yes it's just do what you like do Do, what you like yeah do what brings you joy and i think that try new things meet new people i know just do what you like and like you you're never gonna find a job that's 100 percent going to fulfill you all of the time Mm -hmm. it's impossible that doesn't exist there's always going to be a job that has a difficulty here and there or like even if it's your most favorite thing in the world but it's also creating a sense of self outside of work and outside of relationships specifically like your individual relationship with your partner Mm -hmm. it's about creating a life that fulfills you beyond work and relationships it's that cup analogy where you have all these different cups and not one thing is going to fill all of those cups. No. You need lots of things to fill lots of the cups. Yes. So, I love that. Keep that in mind. <laughs> okay, and you've made your way to the breakdown, finally. I'm sorry, this is such a long episode. It's been so long, but I'm so glad we've done it. Like, I have really enjoyed recording this episode, but I yes. really want to get this information out to all of those HSE students and the early 20s people like us i know it's long but please bear with us (laughs) okay and we're gonna do this real quick okay let's do it 
Okay, so segment one. It doesn't matter if you get a good ATAR, a shitty ATAR, or an ATAR at all. You can and will be successful if you work hard and if you do what you love. Yep. Um, experience in all forms, that can be work, travel, networking, and life, are all so much more valuable than any piece of paper will ever be. And three, you are not a failure if you don't study. Mm-hmm. Segment two. Try and gain as much information as possible about all study options, including traineeships, apprenticeships, private institutions, before committing to uni. Um, Everyone in year 12 has no idea what they are doing, and it's fine. If you want to study, go for it. We love that. If you're not sure what you want to do, then keep working, keep traveling, volunteering. You can help. It can help you learn new skills and discover something you might want to do for the rest of your life. So do what makes you happy. So we're going to wrap this up really quick because it has been such a long episode. Thank you for sticking by us. But next episode will be our last for this season. Yes, and it's our first um, in the studio. Yes, we're going to sit down and talk to a business lady, a martini lady. Someone who actually did not go to university. Yes, and she's so successful. So stay tuned for that. I really like that episode. Yes, me too. Yes. All right. So as always, find us on Instagram at fizzbreakdownau or online at www.fizzbreakdown.com.au. Yes, that's it. Perfect. You aced it. It's only taking me, what, 11 episodes? But anyway. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye.